rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of the Cosmic Force. My name is Tyler Reganti, and on tonight's show, we have huge news to discuss regarding a new miniseries coming this November from the mind of Charles Soule, which is great because we're also going to take a deep dive into the history of Charles Soule in Star Wars comics. Uh, it's an interesting story that once everybody gets introduced, we'll kind of we'll kind of give you a little bit of behind the scenes. Uh, access there but first let's go ahead and introduce everybody tonight and we start where we always do with emma hello emma how are you you said you had some fun things for 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 your open tonight i do i do so first first of all i'm going to try to describe this as well as i can for our audio listeners so i usually have purple lights on in the back i have changed them to red hmm i wonder why that is second of all my girl kira's back She's oh, back. That's Ooh. awesome. I know. So, um, yeah, the news today uh, was a real highlight of the day. I'm excited. I am ready. And um, we have a lot of synergy going on today. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also chose a red background and a red shirt. Hopefully, I don't blend. Luckily, we don't have a green screen. Uh, for probably a similar reason... Uh, to you, Emma, and and I and I also feel that uh, Caleb has chosen blue for the exact to to, to balance us uh, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the force. Is, is am I correct there, uh, Caleb? Um, yes, and blue is my favorite color. It is a <laughs> pink shirt. It's a little hard to show up, but you know I do have a little bit of dark side here for those. This is tie number two that was sent oh. to me, and it is very clearly a Darth Vader tie. So it's got kind of impact Vader symbols all over it. It's a really nice one. It's a Kavanite's Friday sort of thing. It's it's a really nice tie. So stay tuned for tie number three coming in probably next week. So yeah, no, things are going really well here. I am super excited for this um for this uh, next episode here. It, I had no idea like when we were throwing ideas that you know this was going to be so timely that the, the day we're doing a Charles Soul episode, he announces then part two of this like huge thing he's got going on right so i could not be more pleased right yeah oh yeah it was it's it's hilarious how how we ca- how this came out about to be uh but before we get into that let's let's go over to to the other uh light side user tonight uh and that is jacob <laughs> uh feeding needing, needing the, the 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 positivity of the light side of the forest to get you through your first week of law school indeed indeed i do um yeah i didn't um it's you know, it's really fun to have to read a bunch for school, and every page you read takes you like ten minutes. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Um, it's, you know what? It's an adjustment, but w- with the help of the light side, and I honestly chose blue because um, Caleb didn't, and I wanted to have something matching. We look like freaking three D glasses up here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, yes, it'd be a little yes, better if I, like we swapped it, you know, the other way. So when we talk left, about Star right. Wars and I see the colors red and blue, my absolute first thought is 3D glasses for when I saw uh-huh. them, for, for for when you go to the movies. Absolutely. So I'm, didn't they used to give that out for uh, like one of the shows or the rides? Um, 
Like, uh, like a Star Tours. Star Tours. Yeah, I think Star, yeah, Tours, Star Tours was. It used to have three glasses. Those glasses are a little bit more high tech now. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they're not red and blue, but yeah, yeah, they th- those used to be uh, the uh, something that they gave out. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We promise we're not talking. We don't talk about the 3D glasses all the time. Uh, we <laughs> actually talk about Star Wars comics, and tonight is a very very fun night for us. Um, we broadcast live right here on youtube.com slash utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And if you can't join us live, that's okay. Our videos are available here on this channel whenever you have the time to view us. So make sure you subscribe to the channel and know what to know when we have new content. We are also on all of your podcast, pod, favorite podcast platforms. So you can also check us out on in audio form. We're uh, a part of the larger Utini podcast network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members with dozens of channels to choose from. And, and it's days like today that it, I really cannot stress enough how much fun it is to join our Discord because we, as soon as this news dropped that we'll get to, everybody in the Discord was, was, was having fun and we were, they were throwing out different um, predictions and, and commenting and it's it is so much fun to to see a, a positive community the way that we have so I really really encourage you to to join us at utini.com slash discord and join us in those amazing conversations and if you like what you see and want to say thanks then head on over to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini where for as little as five dollars a month you can gain exclusive access to the entire utini podcast network of shows as well as exclusive merch and community activities, which including uh, includes this Friday. So in two days, there is still time for you to sign up. We are having our trivia night uh, with hosts from the Living Force, hosted by our own Timothy. Um, there will more than likely be some alcohol. There will be lots of trivia questions, and there will I, I believe Corey said there will be hats. Right? Did he, he, did. he did. He, he, that he was a guarantee. That. Uh, and also, I sent in I sent in a few trivia questions of my own via video, and you're gonna want to watch those. I'm Ooh, just saying. Video right. daily double. <laughs> so and there's still time to join our Patreon uh, channel and enjoy. Our, our Patreon events are so much fun. So I really and that is what day one more time. That is this Friday. Um, do we have a time for that? I think it's usually like eight o'clock. Uh... I do, that sounds right. Yeah, I don't think that they have announced an official time, but okay. I would guess it would be around the same time as yes. uh, as the normal show. Yeah. All right. So yes, if you like, I said there are lots of fun. Definitely, definitely would would suggest you you join us so you can be a part of the fun. So before we before we get into the news of, of the day, I I kind of want to like I said I want to kind of take you back to last week. We kind of made a mistake last week because we didn't announce what this week's show was going to be, and. <laughs> This week's show was supposed to be, which is actually what we're going to be doing next week, was supposed to be a roundtable of um, the Mutiny at Moncala, uh, which is uh, Star Wars 2015 trade paperback number eight. But seeing as we didn't make that announcement, we didn't have let any of you know that that's what you guys wanted to be reading. And we always encourage you all to read so you can join along. We made a decision to come on the fly that kind of was like, well, what are we what are we going to do? What's something that's easy to do? And we said, well, let's just fill it in. Let's 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 fill in with like Charles Soul. Let's do a, an a, a, an artist spotlight or a, a, a creative spotlight on Charles Soul. And, and and as we said on Twitter, I, it's it's the force works in mysterious ways sometimes because we have news coming from Charles Soul that we'll get to in just a moment because I don't want to bury this. We we have two pieces of news. 
Jacob's got an image up there in the uh, in, on the preview that he's going to bring over, and I will let you go ahead and take this announcement, Jacob, and uh, tell everybody oh what this is. Yeah, so uh, this was announced yesterday. We're getting a special one-shot, the uh, Star Wars Life Day number one, with stories from Kevin Scott, Justina Ireland, Jody Hauser, and Steve Orlando. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it looks fabulous. You got the uh, the lovely Wookiee red robes from the <laughs> original holiday special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be, yeah, coming out pretty soon, I think. I, September. I, I think, sorry, November. September. It said November. I don't I don't sure. recall seeing an actual date, but it did say November. Okay, yeah, that would make sense with, like, that makes sense with, like, solicitation timelines. But, yeah, uh, super cool. Uh, Jody Hauser did a lot of the, like, Age of comic books, so... I think this is one of her, it's the first time in a while, I think she's been writing for Star Wars comics, but Steve Orlando, I don't recognize that name, so yeah. maybe we have a first time writer coming to us, but obviously, well, we're all familiar with Kevin Scott and Justina Ireland, and, uh, you know, High Republic authors, which of course, we gotta mention that Buriaga is yes. going to be making Burry. an appearance, so, yeah. Hopefully Lumpy will too, that's all I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, Justina um, Ireland actually gave in, in a quote for OnStarWars.com said, I'm really excited to have a chance to tell a Life Day story about the furriest Padawan around. And of course, she's talking about Barry Yaga. So I think everybody loves more High Republic and, and to bring something like Life Day into the High Republic is great. And then to, to throw in, in Barry Yaga as well, well, that's just kind of icing on the cake there. So look out for that in November. So... Uh, Emma, I think that's that's really the highlight of the news section this week. But uh, we have this other we have this other art, uh, other news piece of news here. So I'm going to let you uh, kick us off here and 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 read this. And and what exactly is 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 was all the hoopla about today? Yeah, just a just a small piece of news here. Uh, you know, very very minimal. You know, not a big deal at all. No, I'm just joking with you. Uh, this is Crimson Rain, R E I G N, for our audio listeners. Um, this is going to be a limited series debuting also in November, so big month for comics, and will consist of five issues, all written by our guy, Charles Soul, who is obviously a Star Wars veteran, not just comics, but also books. Uh, he was, this was an IGN uh, exclusive here, and he, he spoke to IGN and hinted at what fans can expect from Crimson Rain, which uh, will focus, as you can tell by the cover here, on Crimson Dawn and specifically Kira. In a quote here, he says, I plan to tell the story we're seeing in War of the Bounty Hunters from the very first pitches I wrote when I knew we'd be taking over the Star Wars title for Marvel, Soul said. But it was really when I knew I had a secret weapon to deploy story-wise that the seeds of Crimson Rain began to take root in my mind. So to me, it's like really cool. He's been planning this out for a pretty long time. And, you know, if there's anything, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of discussion, like, where is this Kira story going to go? Are we just going to sort of see her in War of the Bounty Hunters? And then is that it? Um, and of course, you know, leave it to Charles Soule to be able to finish off like a really awesome story. Um, so we have another quote from him here. Uh, he says, quote, while Kira plays a huge part in War of the Bounty Hunters, that event is really a Boba Fett story. I have a bigger story I'm going to tell with Kira in Crimson Dawn, and it's all connected to the reasons she kicked things off in War of the Bounty Hunters in the first place. You'll learn more about that in the closing pages of War of the Bounty Hunters number five, and I think fans have no idea how exciting and new this story will feel. So that sentence got me really hyped up. I don't know about you guys. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the part that I was like, okay, that's because he has been teasing. He has been, I, I believe he said something like, 
you, you guys don't even realize what everything is, the, the, the breadcrumbs that we're laying here. And yeah, it was that quote about uh, how fans have no idea how exciting and new the story will feel that I was like, all right, let's go. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one more quote here from him. Uh, he says, quote, from the moment I took the gig writing Star Wars, I wanted to do new things in the Star Wars timeline between episodes five and six, using new characters from all eras of the galaxy far, far away. Crimson Rain, which continues what I plan as a trilogy that mm -hmm. began with Another War of the word. Bounty Hunters, is a great example of how I like to write Star Wars stories. Everything and everyone is fair game, and I think people are really going to enjoy it. Await the rain. So keyword trilogy. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? And I'm going to start with Jacob here. What do you think is going to be the last piece in this? We've got Boba Fett. We've got Kira. Do you think it's going to focus on a singular character or an entity or something else? What do you think? You know, they always talked about like the, the thing that pops out to me the most was the all the talk about the potential like solo sequel projects and how they'd have like a story focused on Kira and a story focusing on Lando. And I, I, I think Lando might be, a, I mean, a good person for him to wrap it up with. You got, like, some of these main, like, ancillary characters in uh, that timeline. Um, and, you know, we already know that uh, Charles Soule loves Lando with writing the Lando miniseries, which, you know, we might talk about a little bit today. I think for his, you know, he's planted seeds with him in the beginning of his 2020 run. I think it would be good to wrap that up and like kind of complete that character arc leading up to the Return of the Jedi, uh, with like a with a little uh, like maybe a little mini series detailing like his like kind of final split from the criminal underworld. Yeah, I like that thought. Uh, Caleb, do you have anything? Um, like if he wasn't already dead at this point in the timeline, one would think this would be a, an interesting time to do some more stuff with uh, Darth Maul since he was also heavily involved with the Crimson you know, Dawn and Gingdom started. So maybe we'll, in the uh, Crimson Rain here, we'll get some flashbacks to see what happened and why, you know, when we see him in Star Wars Rebels, he's pretty much on an extreme downward, you know, trend. He's no, you know, Maul is no longer in charge of this uh, criminal underworld. So I think we'll be seeing some of that teased out there. Other than that, I have no idea. Like, this series started before the Bounty Hunters, which is a Boba Fett series, and we're going to be doing a Kira series. You know, I have some show notes here later on that it quite easily could end up doing a Lando series. Lando is Soul's favorite character, so maybe it will end with the trilogy of a Lando. I don't know. I think what's mm. interesting here is there were two there were two key things that he said in that last quote that Emma read, and he said he was excited about to do things between episode five and episode six. So all all of this. And the fact that it's a trilogy, I would you would imagine all three of these little books are still going to lead us into are still going to be before, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi. So I that's that is what I think is most intriguing. Now I I agree with you, Caleb. But there's probably going to be some flashbacks. Um, there's some things that happened in today's issue of War of the Bounty Hunters that definitely makes you want to know some backstory. Um, mm -hmm. Kira is able to definitely. Um, Hold her own. Not uh, die instantly. Yeah, hold her own in the situations that she finds herself in. And, and it's very interesting to to want to f determine how she got there and why she's able to do that. So um, I've, I've just, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. We've said this before. We said this when we were talking about the, uh, the, the High Republic. 
knowing that they have a plan and knowing it seems like he has a full plan and knows how this is going to end, that is, as a Star Wars fan, one of the most exciting things that I can hear is because we know that, that, that there's thought put into it. We know that there is you know, respect for the title and it is just, it's going to be awesome to see. And I, and I cannot wait uh, for November to see this thing kick off. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's just so many like well thought out stories happening right now that, that we're in the middle of, you know, we've got the high Republic in its entirety. And now uh, this sort of wherever the bounty hunters, crimson rain, TBD uh, uh, type of trilogy going on here. And, Oh, I'm just so excited, but you know, I'll give you my quick prediction here. I'm very intrigued that Ren was on the cover. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I honestly, can we put that cover up, Jacob? Yeah, so he, he's back. For those of you uh, watching uh, on this picture here, uh, he's in the uh, the top right, uh, you know, below Vader uh, with the mask on. Although I guess pretty much uh, like half of them are wearing masks, but he's in the, <laughs> <laughs> as they should. Good job, guys. Uh, but yeah, um, he's uh, wearing the, the white mask with like the red pattern. I honestly think that that we're going to get something with like furthering the story of the Knights of Ren. Like, did they come from like working with syndicates or something like that? Um, I think we might get something more of like an underworld transitioning to like a Sith type of thing. I, I'm not sure, but I'm whatever it is. I mean, Charles Stoll, he's going to nail it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this. And it, it feels almost like sacrilege to be, speculating about the third one right now and we haven't even gotten the second one and we haven't even finished the first one because they're all i mean the war of the bounty hunters is amazing and i'm sure this is going to be amazing too so yeah i'm really really looking forward to it this this cover it gives me the most what is going on like there's yeah. tie defenders <laughs> in the background there's ten the char there in, in in the foreground there's ren there's there's a there's, there's a afro there's a Foot Clan ninja from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right, right. You know, is her name like Deathstick? I think. Yes, Deathstick. Yes. I was like, searching yes. for the name. Luke and Hans jacket from Solo? Question mark. <laughs> right, right. Well, and there's and well, Lando was of... already wearing Hans jacket before, so that's right. You know, I yeah. guess it's just passing around. And it led to a lot of questions in the Discord of, is this going to be another crossover? Even though I haven't seen anything that that suggests that, but you would almost think that there's going to be some sort of relationship because you've got three... You could al- I could almost see Deathstick sticking around in, in, in the Bounty Hunters book. And if, you, and, and, if you, and if you include that, you have all four of the main books, again, represented on this cover. So, it's it, again, it leads to a lot of questions here as to how... I know it's just a miniseries, and they're saying miniseries. They're not saying crossover event, mm-hmm. but... There's there's a lot going on in this in the, in this cover that I don't even think we we can fully comprehend yet. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing I want to quickly mention on my end is that the font they use for Crimson Rain for some reason it's giving me Major Legends <laughs> vibes. I don't know if had anybody else, but it was just this weird thing that came to my mind. Yeah, no, I, I totally see that. Yeah, the, uh, the great cover here, uh, and we have this. Uh, variant from uh, Steve Cummings and then a wonderful connecting cover which of course we only get one piece of it but this is by our favorite show favorite Ario Anandito oh, is nice. doing this one and I mean obviously it looks like uh, the Emperor's Throne Room in the background kind of so yeah I'm excited to see what the rest of those panels will look like absolutely um, but if you want to learn any more about this event uh, our very own 
uh, Meg Dow, always like quick on the gun with the uh, news summaries. You can find the link to this article down in the description. And uh, yeah, go check out more on this super exciting event coming up. All right. Well, unfortunately, those books aren't coming out until November, but we do we did actually have two new books uh, come out today. So, Jacob, why don't you tell everybody what is Try in four. the four? <laughs> Double that, my friend. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got I got lost in the. Oh, yeah. I, there are four new books in the weekly poll list this week. Uh, two I didn't even realize yeah. because once I saw the the Crimson Rain announcement, I just everything else just got lost to me. So mm-hmm. four books. Go ahead, go ahead, Jacob, and, and tell me what they are this week. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So shoutouts to Emma for uh, doing this uh, write up because I was uh, very busy this week. But yeah, number one is War of the Bounty House. Number three, uh, The Crimson Blade, written by uh, Charles Soule with pencils by Luke Ross with David Messina cover from Steve McNiven and Frank uh, De Armada and colorist Naraj Manan and Guru EFX with the letters from Travis Laneham. Uh, we have, of course, Star Wars 16, Missing in Action, also written by Charles Soule. Pencils from Roman Rosanas, uh, cover from Carlo Pagulayan, uh, uh, Jason Paz, and Rain Barreto with colorist Rochelle Rosenberg and letters from Clayton Cowles. High Republic Adventures number seven. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, High Republic Adventures, uh, The Princess and the Bog, A Twin Tale, Part 2, and Tales of Villainy, Trade Relations, written by Sam Maggs, uh, Danny Lore, uh, pencils by Liana Congas and Ariana uh, Florine, and cover from uh, Francisco Francavilla, and of course, last but not least, High Republic Adventures number seven. Mission uh, to to Bill Bosa Part Two, written by Daniel Jose Older, art and cover by Harvey Tolabao, colors from Rebecca Nolte, and letter Jake Wood. That was a mouthful, folks. But those are your four comic books today. Of course, all links to those can be found in the description down below. As always, if you want to pick them up on Comicsology, and uh, for the War of the Bounty Hunters fans at home, I would personally recommend reading uh war of the bounty hunters number three before star wars 16 but i really don't think you can really go wrong either way yeah i would agree i I back you up on that i i yeah luckily you know uh uh, i think it was tyler had read him before i did and said read bounty hunters first or war of the bounty hunters first uh uh, before uh, star wars 16 and i was glad for that advice so thank you sir You're quite welcome. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. It's not not nearly as much of an overlap as as we've seen in the past, but there's just I think you get more appreciation for the end of Star Wars 16 if you read uh, War of the Bounty Hunters three first. Mm. So totally agree. All right, let's move on to what we are loving this week and our art of the week. And my art of the week is from our brand new uh, title from last week. Uh, that is Monster of Temple Peak. Number one, uh, of course, the writer is Kevin Scott, and the pencils and ink are Rachel Stott with a T, no relation. Um, I just I thought this was a really cool, like just a, a full page look at our our bound our ex Jedi mercenary Ty York. Um, and I just I love the I love the brightness. I loved how how you know Ty just pops off the the the, the page. Um, the, the the name is awesome, you know. I, I what you can't go wrong with 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 more Ty York. So it was a pretty easy choice for me this week uh, to to pick this. Uh, Emma, what are I see that you're also staying with the 
High Republic era. What do you have this week? Yeah, I got to stick with some High Republic this week. Um, High Republic Adventures number six, art by Harvey Tolabao and Pau Rodericks. And uh, I mean, what more is there to say than it's court hugging Geode? Like, it's a dream come true. It's, it's amazing. I mean, and also, honestly, I don't know if I just like wasn't paying attention before, but this issue was the first time I noticed that Court is like, it kind of looks like he's wearing a mask on top of his like real face. Is that true? Yes. I, I didn't notice that either until it was mm-hmm. called out in the in the book. So you're not alone. Got girl. you. Okay. I'm, I'm sure that's why they called, they specifically wrote it out. By the way, that's not his actual face. Yeah. No, it, it's everyone's freaking out because like his, his his mask looks like uh it was a Darth Crate's helmet or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah right. Oh and goodness. Th- there was also an Easter egg. It's like in the I think it's like Doctor Afro thirty eight or something like that. The um issue where she's talking to like the uh, propaganda minister. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's like they go through like a museum and it's just like sitting in a, a display case. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta go back and read that. So wow, my mind is blown. Um, we've got some geodes, some quartz, some Easter eggs. It's it's a good art of the week this week. So, um, <laughs> Caleb, what do you have? <laughs> well, this is not the High Republic. This is the Old Republic. Um, <laughs> I totally blame blame Jake up here for reminding me that the Old Republic series existed. I'm going back and rereading that after years and years. And my lord, is this like some of the best long form Star Wars content out there? This is really good stuff. So this is, comes from issue number seven, art by uh, Dustin Weaver. And man, like this is just like fun because if you love Mandalorians, you get to see them at their apex here. So you see our their poor protagonist there being completely surrounded and about to be taken down by just an absolute load of Mandalorians with each with like unique armor and weaponry it's just a good time like if you're wanting to like sit down and read a like long form 50 issue story um i i i'm ashamed to admit i almost forgot about it but hands down you need to read this series 100 percent um and then let's see we have a community art of this mission right that's yes, this, yes. Yes. This one comes from Moonflyer. Uh, congratulations! It's posted in our Discord. So, you know, thank you, Dave, for the submission. This looks really good. And again, you know, we're keeping with the camp of the Republic thing. This is from the High Republic uh, issue number four. Yeah, four with art by Ario uh, Anadito. Uh, this is just some really good stuff of where you get to see the. This is what the High Republic is really about. It's seeing Jedi in action at the point of their power. Just doing really cool stuff, like as they're kind of cutting their way out of the, I think, the Dingar tomb here, and just about to uh, do some really heavy-duty weed eating here. Yeah, no, this this is sick. I, I, I always love seeing lightsabers drawn in a mm-hmm. darker environment where, where they just like totally stand out. And oh my gosh, it's it's really really cool. And I love the smoke here. Yeah, he did it. He did a good job. All right. Well, as Caleb said, uh, you can all make sure to submit your Art of the Week submission in either our Discord channel or by tweeting us uh, at Cosmic Force Show to get, and we will possibly uh, choose your art and you will get a free comic code. So, all right. And and like I said, tonight's episode uh, is all about Charles Soule. And if if he's not the godfather of of modern star wars writing he's definitely in the first family because he has really really just continued to give us a number of just not not just a quantity uh which emma you're gonna get you're gonna go get into in just a moment but every single one of his uh, uh um books 
leaves a very, very huge impact on on, on the Star Wars universe as, as a whole. So, um, Emma, why don't you go ahead and 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 give us kind of a rundown? I, I mean, it's it's hard to believe that it's been we're going on six plus years of, of him giving us content. Um, but yeah, it's just every every piece is just an amazing. It just it keeps getting better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you pick up a book and it says written by Charles Soule, I mean, it's going to be good. That's for sure. So uh, I'm going to go through his uh, all of his works in Star Wars comics. Um, there's quite a list of them, so uh, let's start. Uh, first up, we've got Lando, which was written in 2015. Um, to sum it up, basically, uh, it, it's a heist that um, goes wrong, you know, as it usually does in Star Wars, uh, starring Lando, <laughs> of course. And heist movies. And heist movies, yes. Uh, so yeah, we've got Lando uh, as a star. We've also got Lobot. Um, and uh, yeah, some pretty cool uh, settings as well. Uh, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine's pleasure yacht is, uh, <laughs> is the subject of the heist, which is really fascinating. So uh, it, it's Caleb's favorite comic, so if you haven't okay. read it yet, you gotta go read it, and uh, and then listen say, to our roundtable on it. <laughs> I was about to say, if you want more information, we did an entire episode just on those five issues. That's right, that's right. So, next up is uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin from 2016. Um, the premise of that is that uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are stuck on an icy planet with uh, a bunch of airships. There's like two factions on this planet, sort of warring uh, against each other and the Jedi have to kind of be like mediators in the situation and it's just a really um, neat look into Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship before things go bad if you know what I mean yeah, um, if you ever wanted to see like steampunk in a Star Wars setting yeah, this is the one for you that's a good way to describe it. it it definitely has that vibe like there's like you know sort of um, cobbled together ships and yeah it's very cool all right, uh, next up is Poe Dameron, which uh, ran from 2016 to 2018. Um, it's basically just a story about Poe and uh, Black Squadron in the sequel trilogy era. Uh, we kind of go through a few different timelines here, and by timelines I'm using that term very loosely uh, because it does span a very short amount of time, like within the context of the entire saga. Uh, but we start out uh, pre-Force Awakens um, where... Uh, Poe is uh, it's pre-Force Awakens right I'm not mistaken in that yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm. yep. for some reason I, w- I was like oh am I thinking of the age of uh, age of uh, rebellion uh, resistance uh, resistance Poe yeah okay uh, I should know this because uh, tomorrow if you're listening uh, I have a Poe Dameron uh, guide video coming out so I should know this pretty well by now um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways um, so yeah we get to see him and Black Squadron sort of um you know, coming together, uh, and then you know, moving on. Like later down in the series, it takes place in like some of, <clears throat> excuse me, the Last Jedi timeline, uh, where he meets Rey for the first time. Um, so it's very interesting stuff. A lot of good character development. Lots of good BB-8 moments. We love some good BB-8 moments. Um, so there's that. And then, uh, arguably, maybe one of the best canon comics, maybe arguably, uh, is Dark Lord of the Sith, uh, which ran from 2017 to 2018. And uh, this sort of takes place very soon after Revenge of the Sith, and we see Vader sort of getting used to his new suit and sort of, like, becoming 
Vader? Like, how how is he going to act as Vader? What are his roles? We see some uh, some cool stuff with with uh, Inquisitors and um, Jocasta New. Like, oh my goodness, uh, crazy crazy stuff there. Uh, and then we have uh, getting into some more recent times here. Uh, we have the Rise of Kylo Ren from 2020, um, which is kind of you could call uh, Kylo Ren's origin story. Um, sort of takes place in two timelines with. Uh, ben Solo and Luke going to uh, on missions together, um, and then Kylo Ren uh, in the present day. Uh, it kind of shows um, uh, Ben and and his relationship with some other Padawans. Uh, the uh, this has some of the earliest appearances of High Republic Easter eggs, so those are a lot of fun to find for sure. Uh, next is Star Wars uh, twenty twenty. It's still running currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is basically the fallout from uh, from the destruction. Excuse me. From uh, this takes place between episodes five and six, not not four and five. Uh, but so between episodes uh, five and six, and um, basically kind of dealing with the the loss of Han Solo, uh, the rebellion being sort of split up into a bunch of different places, and uh, a big plot line is that. They are unable to contact uh, each other. You know, the cells are unable to contact each other because the Empire's figured out the code and then they can sort of track, you know, the other cells down. Um, And it's very interesting to see just how much took place between episodes five and six Um, because, you know, when you're just watching the movies, you just think, okay, like, you know, they they regrouped him and then they found Han, but, like, there was so much more that happened. And honestly, this has been one of my favorite series um, to read recently it's it's just been a very interesting glimpse into these characters' mindsets, um, especially Leia. I have to say, um, Charles Soule he writes a really good Leia um, and her character um, after losing Han. Um, next we have a well, we have a book. Let's throw in a book. It's very important. Light of the Jedi, written in 2021, New York Times bestseller. Light of the Jedi, uh, the first book in the High Republic. Um, OMG, it was amazing. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, it really sort of set the stage for what this era is going to be and sort of gave us the basis for who these characters are going to be. Um, characters that sort of follow us into all different types of books and comics. You know, we've got Avar and Burry. I mean, you could name any Jedi. It was probably in Light of the Jedi. Um, so yeah, amazing stuff there. Um, from Charles in novel format. Uh, and then last up on the list here, whew, uh, War of the Bounty Hunters from 2021, still ongoing. It is the largest crossover event in Star Wars history, which crosses over between the Star Wars mainline uh, Dr. Afra 2020, Bounty Hunters, Darth Vader 2020, and I think that's it. I did that off the top of my head. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically, you know, it stars um, Boba Fett. And uh, the, the the premise is um, Han Solo in Carbonite, of course, is lost. So it, it's not what you see in the movies. This is sort of like what I was talking about with Star Wars 2020. Like, if you're just watching the movies, it's like, okay, Boba Fett uh, went right from Cloud City to Tatooine and everything was fine. But it wasn't fine, and we see that. Uh, and like we were talking about earlier with the news, um, you know, Kira comes back. Oh my goodness, it's huge! 
And uh, so, yeah, a lot of interesting things happening here, and I can't wait to see how it ends. So that is everything that he has written to date. Of course, we have uh, Crimson Rain coming soon, and uh, possibly the third thing in the in his uh, so-called trilogy. I assume he's going to be writing that. And, you know, he's probably going to be doing more High Republic stuff. I don't know when he sleeps, but, um, man, he does a good job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, she, you know, speaking of great jobs... Applause for yes, Emma for absolutely. just rattling off yeah. all of that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, there, there's a lot of, uh, like, I can't, while I was going through it, I don't know if anyone, like, at least in the modern era, who has done so many different series of, like, pure just comic, you know, running through there. So, um, yeah, it's going to, uh, it's going to be uh, great. Yeah, so just to kind of a quickest, you know, now we can't, kind of, overviewed all like seven eight of these series here let's just do a quick gut reaction and kind of go around which one is your favorite series i'll start my favorite series <laughs> i wonder which one you're gonna pick <laughs> is lando it's, it's like <laughs> wow, as a freshman wow. as his like freshman entry into star wars like first thing he did for it like he really kind of i think he did a really smart thing and he kind of did a for this might sound demeaning, but a very small story, a very focused story. So he could get, like, walk in there, kind of do a very easy sort of thing, and then kind of, you use that to springboard and expand out from there. And, like, it's been amazing seeing what he's gone. And I will freely admit, I think Dark Lord and Sith is kind of his, like, of this series so far, is like his crown jewel right now. It's been definitely, like, the the highlight of what, then what he'll be most famous for. But... I'm excited to see what will surplant that. Yeah, for sure. I'll go next. And like, so my gut reaction of my brain says Dark Lord of the Sith because it is just such a solid comic all around. My gut reaction in my heart says Poe Dameron because it was one of my first Star Wars comics that I ever read. And so I have very fond memories of it in that way. Um, but also, it was just a lot of fun. Like, Poe Dameron, he's such an interesting character. The amount of character development that Charles Saw was able to incorporate uh, into this uh, series was amazing. And, you know, knowing more about Poe Dameron now, you know, with uh, you know, Poe Dameron Freefall and some of the other content he's been in, uh, it just really makes it that much stronger. And, and sometimes I think, I think a lot of, um, like, flying stuff can be tough to do in comics, but... You know, between the art and, and Charles's writing, um, it's it's really very well done. So that's what the gut reaction of my heart tells me to say. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, just to just to sort of go back to Caleb's thing, I, I just wanted to add this in. So I listen to Blast Points podcast, and they do a lot of like snippets of like advertisements and stuff. And when we were all saying like, "Oh, it's a surprise," you know, uh, Caleb's picking Lando. There's a like an old Kenner toy ad where a kid says, "Surprise, surprise, Lando in disguise." And I really wanted to say that, but I didn't. So I, I had to say it. <laughs> that was that was worth it. That was absolutely worth it. Yeah, for it's, sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick from these titles. Uh, I mean, I, I think. You know, th there's a reason why why two of our fa uh, of Utini's Foundational Five are are Charles Soul books are you know comics, um, and I'm and I'm kind of torn with you there. Like from a story perspective, I think Darth Vader is 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 obviously the go to choice, but 
I'm really, I'm going to kind of go a little bit of a dark horse here and go kind of against the grain. I really like the current Star Wars mainline. I, I mm, really like choice. the the emotions that they are showing with Luke and and with Leia. Uh, Leia had to, what, Leia went through some really troubling times at the in, mm. in the in the first and uh, in, in the I think the first arc. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the second arc of the of, of, of mm-hmm. the series, the uh, the Will of Tarkin. Yes, the Will of Tarkin, and I am very intrigued to see after today's issue of star wars uh issue 16 i i i'm very intrigued to see how that goes and and i'm really liking seeing these sort of behind the scenes uh you know we've seen all sorts of sides of 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 these characters when I mean, we've loved them for 40 years um and to see them go through some tough times uh in this in this arc that's i i I've, it's been a lot of fun and Darth Vader is great. Kylo Ren is great. Lando is is great. But this one is just it's you know I I grew up with those characters and I and the more I can get from these characters that I haven't gotten before is 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 what I what I really like. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. That I mean, honestly, if you ask me and like ask me when the end of the run is when the, when Star Wars twenty twenty is over, That's fair. And it probably will be up there for me because mm. I, I I know the potential of where it can go and it's pretty high. Um. Also, the problem is that I'm looking at the list, and there's like three things that you could easily like pick for number one and be right. Like, there's like so many, so, th- so many ways you could go. And like, honestly, Light of the Jedi stands up there for me, but I feel like it'd be sacrilege to pick that on this show today. <laughs> so I'm gonna. That's why avoid I didn't that. pick it. I, I felt, I felt the same way. Don't worry. <laughs> so okay, so we got Emma with Poe Dameron, Caleb, of course, with Lando. And um, and uh, Tyler with Star Wars 2020, which me- leaves me a tough choice of picking either basically Darth Vader or Kylo Ren. Um, and that's, yeah, I, I mean, I got to rep one of them. I mean, I, uh, of course, no lost love for Obi-Wan and, or, and Anakin or War of the Bounty Hunters, both great on their own. Um, and I think I'm going to go with Rise of Kylo Ren. I think uh, Darth Vader does a lot for the character. But I think I could have filled in a lot of those gaps on my own, maybe uh, not as well, obviously. But like I still could have gotten there, like in, in my in my head canon or whatever. Where it's like Rise of Kylo Ren completely transforms a character that really needed that extra, like the extra little bit of content to like sure. properly frame them. So I uh, yeah, add in that with like the like really early seeding of like the high republic and like the first time it well second time had ever been mentioned uh in in text anywhere and the first appearance of avar Mm. uh like uh there's there's yeah i i think it it was naturally a great book when it came out but i think over time it's going to age even better i agree uh, i think that'll Mm. be deserving of my number one yeah yeah i mean you can't go wrong with like literally any of these titles like you just can't and it, it it feels wrong to have to pick between them because they're all so good, but like it's such a good problem to have, you know. Yeah, when you're when you're talking about um, Obi Wan and Anakin as the least, or Poe Dameron as the bottom of a of the list, you have a very very excellent list. This isn't like one through seven. This is like one A through one whatever the seventh letter of the alphabet is. I think that's F. Uh, you know, th- these are they're all equally great in their own way. And but I, I think the thing that really makes them unique is are, are the unique elements that ha- that Charles Soule brings to his writing. So, Caleb, what 
what is it that it really is 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 soul's special sauce you know that that really makes him stand out and, and makes all these books so memorable um there's a couple of ingredients in the special sauce like most people's special sauce it's mayonnaise and ketchup okay <laughs> just, just we're going to throw that out there it's, 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 more, it's more mayonnaise more and ketchup <laughs> okay but it's fair uh, yes but like if you want to do it like his mayonnaise is world building like there that's one thing that you mentioned with the um Rise of Kylo Ren of how it's going to keep getting better year after year is that he does such a good job of incorporating like and putting little teases and threads out into his novels into his works that he will go back later and tie into it you know uh like his first thing with as I will bring up again Lando like where there's a dark Sith artifact there that he didn't even bother paying off until 2018 mm-hmm like and it's amazing and it's great that he's been given this opportunity it's great that he knew that he's going to be around long enough and that disney and marvel has given enough enough chances to really uh put it all together so you know i love that we have like what 20 different different offers it feels like writing in star wars across all the television shows and comics and books but it's great that they are keep giving you know this is my sports reference for today. To keep giving Charles Soule the ball, and he keeps getting touchdowns. You know, he keeps he keeps getting through and getting first downs and getting you know consistently great scores. So no, I think his world building is what really ties it together, and how much he cares about the universe and getting things connected. And he really does a good job with motivation. You know, mm-hmm. people get a after I read one of his novels, one of his character studies. We know what they're going after. Like, the Obi-Wan and Anakin story, that really sets up, like, their master and apprentice angle a lot better. Like, one thing that was kind of teased at, and if you read a lot of the uh, side sword thing, it's that Anakin needed a father figure, but Obi-Wan was his older brother figure. And those are two kind of very different things, and this is kind of setting up how they view that sort of thing of not necessarily... master and apprentice in a really strict hierarchical sort of way but that obi-wan is older and wiser but he's not like as strict with him as he probably should have been yeah i i I agree with your your ingredients there i'm gonna add one probably my favorite one of all that i think he does best and that's uh character development you know i've already said that word like a bunch uh or i guess that phrase i've already said it a bunch in this episode but it's true like I'll I'll give you like the perfect example, Light of the Jedi. How did he make us care about all those Jedi in one book? How did he do it? It's because he made them human or alien. It depends on who you're talking about, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes, relatable. There you go. So uh, he just has a a good way of doing it uh, without making it like obvious that he's trying to, to make the characters relatable. Uh, that's why I probably have Poe Dameron at my top because, you know, we got to see Poe not as much. I mean, we certainly got him in action settings, but we also got to see what's going on inside his mind and, and sort of, you know, like how he leads a team. And that certainly comes into play in the movies too. 
So if you see how he grows as a leader in the comics and then you see how he leads people in the movies, like you get a, a much more enhanced experience. And so, uh, you know, Rise of Kylo Ren, great character development. We had never seen Ben Solo except for like a tiny, tiny snippet in The Last Jedi. Uh, and so he had nothing to work off of there. He did that all on his own. Um, Darth Vader going inside the mask and inside Vader's mind. Like, what is he thinking in this suit? Like, what an interesting premise. And he did it so well. It's not like you're working with facial expressions. I mean, comics is a visual media. Uh, and so you don't have Vader's uh, facial expressions to sort of work that out. It was Soul's writing that really, really gave us the ideas of, of what Vader was going through. Um, he makes us care about Lobot. I mean, my goodness gracious. Like, between Lando and Star Wars 2020, like I said, I think in the Lando roundtable, I said it sometime on this mm -hmm. show, and I'll say it again. Like, when I watched The Empire Strikes Back when I was, like, seven years old, I never, <laughs> ever thought I would care about that guy. <laughs> but I do. And, like, that's just what Charles Soul does. He makes you care about things that you never thought that you would ever care about. And, like, that's a really special talent. So if if, if that's his, his mayo... Right. We're saying that's the ketchup then in this amazingly visual uh, 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 reference that, that Caleb has. Um, I'd almost say is well. So so his mayo is, is the motivation. And, I, and I'd say that the, 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 the ketchup is the world building, because the thing that makes Star Wars so great is that it's while it's science and spacey and sci fi, it's dirty and it's lived in and it's it, it's real. And he does that by making it seem lived in, which is a, a very common, you know, description for, for Star Wars. But he does it in such a unique way by using multiple items or locations or or making the you realize, oh, I've seen that before. I saw that mask in in in, you know, that Vader is talking to in Dark Lord of the Sith in the Lando book and and he does it without it being campy because that's one of the biggest you know arguments is you know when you have the, the, the galaxy is so big and but yet all the characters are all happen to be you know at you know at it's so big at the same time it's so small because all the characters run into each other well of course there are because you don't have interesting stories if you don't have your characters but he does it in a way that that makes it really interesting and it makes it more like of an of an easter egg like you know, Elfrona, you know, be, you know, being mentioned in Kylo in, in Rise of Kylo Ren and in having a huge role in Light of the Jedi. Um, Starlight Beacon, you know, being featured in Light of the Jedi and having it casually referenced in um, in, in Star Wars. Um, Afra even was talking about Nihil. Um, uh, technology and, mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So and it's. What makes it all, what makes it so cool for me is that it's it's that passing reference. It's not Starlight Beacon is is the center point of Light of the Jedi, but when it's mentioned in Star Wars, it's not looked at in some awe and some. It's just like, oh yeah, this uh, this 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 place that was important. You know, we as a reader know, and it's important to us, even though it's not necessarily as important to the read to to the characters. And that's what makes it so special because by doing that, we become a part of the story and we know things that the characters don't realize. And, and, and those are the moments that I think are the most fun. Um, 
and he also uses you know he he even reuses you know different people uh, you know, Chenth Cha was in Vader and and was in Lando. Now apparently is coming back in um, Crimson Rain. Uh, Papa Torin, who has has appeared in both Lando and Poe. Verla was in was in in both the Vader and the Star Wars 2020 book. So he uses these resources over and over again so that we know what they are and we feel familiar with it. But he doesn't do it to make it cheap, and that's it, it takes a very special talent to be able to do that and, and give the world the space that it has while also keeping it small enough for us to realize, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, and it's just it's a really fascinating thing that he does. Yeah, I think like one of the, the, the strengths, especially with like the, the characters that reappear is how he, it, for the most part, it doesn't hold your hand as a reader. It's not like, hey, you remember this? Like in comics, it does it all the time. Where it's like, remember this character from Star Wars number mm-hmm. six or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think he like he treats the reader as an adult. Like, you know, Verla, it's so easy to not know the Verla's in book. Like you could have read both these series and you could have forgot who Verla was or like Chan of the Cha. Like I've, I read Lando, read Dor- Dark Lord of the Sith, read Lando again, and then like went back to the Wikipedia. I'm like, oh wait, this character is like Chan of the Cha has been in other stuff before. Like, you know, it's very easy to like know these comics, know them well and not like make the connections themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's kind of a fun exercise to rather than, you know, it you, it smacks you in the face with this connection. You kind of get to like grow and learn this world a little bit more as you read and as you reread. Yeah, and kind of you almost like grow with the characters sometimes. A lot of the characters don't even know who they're looking at and you're like, "Wait a second, I've seen this person somewhere." And then you kind of find out with the character and and that's a lot of fun too. Exactly. It's not like he's punishing you for not knowing these characters. Right. It's not like right. he's having like someone take off the helmet. And you're like, and there's like, you can tell that it's supposed to be a dramatic moment, but you're like, I, uh, okay. I don't know who this person is. So he doesn't like, he's not punishing you for not reading his other works. He's rewarding you for mm-hmm. it. So that's always a really uh, nice kind of positive step there. Be, be nasty in the chat says right now on um, there are 48,000 tweets about Star Wars on uh, on Twitter right now and a lo- and a lot of that is because of Charles Soule. I mean, uh, you know and and it's the interest that he brings about when it's not we're not excited it's not yes we're excited about the fact that we're getting a new uh, a new comic and we're also excited that the new comic is going to feature Kira and we're getting a new comic that's written by Charles it's all of those things together that make us excited. I, I, I can't, I mean, he's, he, he's right. I, I can't sit here and say, unless it's George Lucas himself, anybody else as a writer who would be able to bring that sort of excitement to the Star Wars universe, especially in comics. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, you know, it, it's easy to sort of make a throwaway comment that like the, the expanded universe right now doesn't get a lot of attention, but like, at the same time, I mean, B. Nasty's totally right. Like, this is all because of him, uh, you know, Charles Charles Soule. It, it's it's really amazing to me, like how much comics, in particular, books uh, in general, are really catching on with the like general fan base. Like, it's just amazing. It's it's creators like Charles that make that happen and it's it's really all due to them and the stories that they create because they're interesting and they're fun and they add to the stories that we already know and he has a respect for the medium i mean mm. it he, he, he every single time he he's interviewed he talks about how much he loved it as a kid um and that is also a really important part because 
we have faith in him. We have faith that he'll do it right and, and that he knows what we need to hear. And, and I think B. Nasty was also the one who says when, when he gets people's voices right. And, and as uh, Caleb actually said in the chat, uh, Caleb, why don't you, why don't you say what you, what, what you said? Exactly. In the chat? Like I almost put it in while I was doing the show notes for the Lando. Like there are so many like points in like when he's writing Lando or, or Darth Vader or Han, like, or well, you know, uh, Leia, like when you read the things and you can hear like Billy D. Williams mm-hmm. or Carrie Fisher, you can hear their voices in your head when you're reading it. Like not only does he like his dialogue is capturing the words for those people. So like when he says things like it's like he, he obviously like rewatched the movies like probably like 10 times in order to get like the the cadence right and the word choice right. He's he does a really good job at that. Yeah, I mean, like one line from, I can't remember if it was Where the Bounty Hunters or Star Wars this week, like one line from Lando comes to mind, and it's just, it's so Lando, it's so Billy D. Williams, I smiled when I read it, it was great. Right. No, you're absolutely right, and it's, and it's, it's such an amazing, I mean, I've said it before, I mean, uh, kind of, kind of uh, mirroring what you said is, what I enjoy the most out of his books are the emotions. I, the emotion, you could feel the emotions that 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 anakin i I mean i guess darth with vader was going through in dark lord of the sith i love the story mixed with the artwork in star wars 2020 and all the emotions that leia's going through uh and and that's what gets me you know excited about these books and 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 that's you know it, it, it takes a special person to be able to write it in this medium write emotions which is not you know something that you you don't have a million words to 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 do and then and then marry that with an amazing artist to have both the book and the images and the words all fit so well together and it's just it's it's just a testament to 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 not just him i mean we 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 need to also remember that the 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 artists in these books are right. also very important to his work and and the ability for the for the for the two of them to work together um, absolutely he's worked with some some amazing artists i don't think there's a single one of his book that suffered from bad art no absolutely not so but but you know as we as we move to look forward you know are there jacob i'm gonna i'm gonna toss this to you are, are there are a couple of of interesting settings or interesting things that he's kind of maybe only touched on once it, you know, do you are are there any things that you might want to maybe see revisited or or things that you know he's got a lot of it, a lot of things coming down t- coming down the, uh, the the pipe that we're going to get into in, in just a moment. But is there anything that you might might want to to revisit or or get a little bit more uh, information about? That's tough. I think uh, you know Caleb has done a great job at providing some notes with some some suggestions. I'm going to pick out one here and, and espouse on it for a little bit. And that is, uh, I didn't even remember the name of the planet, but it's apparently called uh, Carnelion 4 from mm. the Obi-Wan and Anakin's miniseries. Mm. Uh, I thought that was a very cool, we, we touched on briefly earlier how it has like a bit of a steampunk vibe. It's like a planet that has like gone to ruin and there's a civil war on it and people like can't escape the planet because like atmospheric conditions. And it really reminded me a lot of, you know, since Jared's in the chat, it reminded me a lot of Dark Empire. Mm, yeah. uh, I forget which one it was, but there's the one where, like, they, like, like go through, like, a nebula or whatever and pop out on the other side. And there's, like, this spherical ball 
Jedi dude uh, with like his steampunk ship. It's so bizarre, but it looks very cool with the Cam Kennedy art. And that kind of reminded me of, of, of this planet with just like the, the kind of like almost backwards technology and the galaxy far, far away. So I, I would love to see more of that. And they also, there's such a like, okay, because we, it's such a cool uh, thing that it's especially I noticed a lot with the High Republic authors and Charles Soul specifically is they love to like yeah put Easter eggs to other things and in, in like they will like cross reference their own projects all the time with Easter eggs like so often like if if you want to find High Republic Easter eggs and non High Republic timeline stuff just read anything written by any artist or any of the authors since like 2017 and there's gonna be at least one uh, so what I want to see is they like talk about it how there's this person on the planet that calls a beacon to Obi-Wan and and or to like the Jedi Obi-Wan and Anakin respond and they called them because they had a perverted idea of what the Jedi actually do like they were like I think it was like they like watched a Sith holocron and mistaked mistaked those for the Jedi mm-hmm. if I remember correctly yes and like yeah I'm like just like the I'm like who was on the holocron like what like is there a story there um like you know in some other timeline obviously I I, I would like to know I think it'd be cool a cool setting to explore uh and yeah give me some of that Kayla before we move on to to the to the discuss the actual uh what he definitely has next I do want to give you a, a, a moment since we all know that Charles Soule loves Lando and that Lando is your favorite uh, comic. What do you want to see him do next with Lando? Because we've seen him do the short story. We've seen him do the, uh, the, 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 the comic miniseries. What is next for Lando and, uh, and, and Charles Soule? I, you know what? I think he should just be given free reign to write a novel about Lando. Like, I think it would be fun to see a novel, like, post-Han Solo, like, a recently, like, down-on-his-luck Lando, and see, like, how he and Lobot, like, met up, see how their, like, tight friendship is created, because, like, he, like, this sounds a little, like, cheap, but I feel like, like, if, at the start of this, Charles Soule was the only person who cared about Lando and Lobot's relationship. <laughs> like, well, he's the only <laughs> one who gave, who cared about it. So now that we all do, I would love to see him, like, see what he thought where that came from and, you know, what that did there. So, like, he should, he should do, like, an entire, like, it doesn't even have to be comics. Like, you could just do an entire novel about Lando, like, prequel, postquel, just anything. Just give him a, like... You know, uh, eight hundred pages of Lando, and I'll be happy. <laughs> eight eight hundred pages of Lando, that would be a lot of Lando. Uh, I I I love me some Lando, and and, and, and get and, Mark Thompson to to do the audio book. Okay, I only okay. Do well, now now you're start. I'm starting to buy into this a little bit more. So he's obviously got some projects that 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 we've touched on uh, coming soon. So Emma, what exactly? We, we, we've touched on the first one, so you can give a, 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 a just a short little little synopsis for those that might have joined halfway through. But there are two. There's there's another project that that uh, he is also working on. So so Emma, what does he have uh, coming to us? It seems like in the next six months, I think. Yeah. So this one, I kind of totally forgot about it because of the news that we had earlier. So in case you're joining us now or weren't with us at the beginning of the show, uh, coming up uh, very very soon. Uh, actually, next is uh, next for him is uh, Crimson Rain, uh, which stars Kira, 
and is about uh, Crimson Dawn. It's part of a trilogy with, uh, along with War of the Bounty Hunters and something uh, TBD. Um, and it's going to be five issues with art by Stephen Cummings. Um, and honestly, it's just exciting. Like, uh, I'm so, like, I can't even, I don't even have the words to explain how excited I am for this. The way that Char- uh, uh, Charles was describing it in his interview with IGN was just, it was so exciting. And, you know, he says that this is going to be a unique Star Wars story uh, and that we're not, you know, really expecting what's going to happen. And, and that's just really, really exciting. So um, that's the uh, the first project. And then the second project is uh, called Eye of the Storm. So we're going back to Higher Public. Uh, this is a two-issue miniseries, uh, which will come out in January, uh, all about Martian Rowe. Um, so I think this is going to be like his sort of origin story. And um, if there's anything I can say about Charles Soule is that he does a really good villain origin story. So say, he, he, he he likes bad boys. Yeah. He does. He does. He does. He does it well. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, Martian Rowe is t- such an interesting character, and was honestly a lot of his intrigue was developed by Soule in Light of the Jedi, uh, and was built upon by other authors. And I, I'm just excited to see what he does with this and um i know it's gonna be awesome so yeah both of these projects really looking forward to and of course he's still working on star wars uh the 2020 series War of the bounty hunters is still going on so he, he's still busy so uh, if you want some charles soul there, there's definitely some charles soul to go around <laughs> absolutely yeah he's i mean, I mean him and kevin scott uh, i i feel like well no actually i i, I take that back all of the new republic uh are the high republic authors seem to be churning out i mean justina yeah. ireland's writing comics and writing a manga uh, the ya novel and the manga mm-hmm. and you've got claudia gray writing uh, i i i don't think claudia has written a comic yet correct uh no i do not believe i think no. she's the only one uh, i'm not sure about Kevin Kevin either but i feel like no, because Kevin Kevin is is uh, is a huge Jackson fan. So maybe, I, I don't yeah. know if he's actually written a comic or if he's just infatuated with Cav or with with Jackson. No, he I, he does a lot of uh let of uh adventures. That's right. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he I does also, a lot of these Star Wars adventures. I felt like Kevin. So so all of them have a have. He a also ton. writes the the main High Republic series. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Kevin like, Scott writes. I don't know if I missed the prompt or something. I was like busy. Kevin Scott I was like, well, hold on. Writes comics. So yeah, they're all. Uh, you know, I I don't. It, it's it's amazing how how busy all of these authors are 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 keeping themselves, and how high quality all of their works are. Um, so bef- we're kind of kind of running up to uh, towards the end of the show. So I want to kind of get everybody's closing thoughts of. Is there a sequel or a follow-up or something that you would like to see? Kind of, kind of a, a re, of, of what I what I asked uh, Jacob a little earlier. What is something that you want a sequel for or follow-up to or, or or something that that you want more of that that hasn't been uh, announced yet? I'm gonna go. I, I have a feeling I know where we're gonna go with this because I. But I'm gonna go back to Caleb here and, <laughs> and, and ask <laughs> and ask what is it that you want? Uh, well, I already. Uh, I said one thing, so I think I'll go play a little bit against type here. Um, in the first, like, volume of Poe Dameron stuff, there's some wild kaiju fights between, like, this giant egg monster of, like, light and dark. 
I want to see him do that again. I want to see like he's like him do something kind of wild and delve more into those like giant creatures that are just like to fight each other and they're worshipped by underground cults. Like, I, I like go back to that, please. I'd like a. I don't need it, but Let's I would like weird. a little bit more. Yeah. Let's get weird. I like it. Yeah, that was that was definitely a, a memorable. We're, we're gonna leave it at memorable uh, moment in <laughs> in that book. Uh, Emma, what about you? Yeah, so I'm gonna go with something, maybe something that you wouldn't really expect. But so in Star Wars 2020, I don't remember the issue or issue. I think it might have been multiple issues. Um, I think it was probably in the second volume. Could be wrong though. Uh, they go to a museum on Coruscant. Oh, yeah, yep. the Imperial Museum. Yeah, I want there was more the, of, of that. Operation Starlight. Yes, they were recovering the uh, the so, old droid, the talkie droid. Yes, I want to say it was like. Eight, uh, yeah, through like ten. Yeah, like that. that sounds about right. So, in those issues, you know, they go to a Imperial Museum, uh, and then to sort of tie back into that, like in Lando in uh, uh, the Emperor's pleasure yacht, you know, there's a lot of like artifacts in there. It's kind of a museum of its own, uh, especially with Sith stuff. So, I really want to see something about like who collects these artifacts like like i know that there's archaeologists and you know we got dr afra but like like is there a museum curator that like goes around and says okay we're gonna like you know organize it by you know species i don't know like i just i want to know how these things work it's like it was so interesting to me in both of these comics like it just stood out to me when it came on the page like oh there's like a museum with like a ton of stuff from all these different worlds all these different species all these different cultures and i want more of that i want more i like <laughs> maybe that. a higher that, public that... museum that'd be cool <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go all right jacob we gonna come to you yeah so i'm actually gonna go to a place very similar as emma but taking a different direction and i was also thinking about the um the uh that that arc the operation starlight and actually about the museum heist as well but i really liked the story of kess dameron and the pathfinders so it's like a you know a, like somewhat like elite like ground unit like a small small team that that uh is you know part of part of the rebellion and they're supposedly the uh team that han leads on indoor mm. for like the shield the shield bunker raid yeah. so where rex is i think yeah so i think a like really cool like you know a, a war story you know like a i don't know like a vietnam type like here's this like some, you know almost like a bad batch story in a way mm. of, of this like elite group that is like behind enemy lines and doing the missions that no one else will do i think that would be like a, give me like a five issue miniseries um that maybe I don't know, like leads up to Shattered Empire, which thrown out there. Right. Uh, I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I I, I would like to see more of that group. Uh, I love Needle, R.I.P. Needle. Um, <laughs> Fs for Needle. But yeah, did did he Fs actually? Fs in the chat for Needle. He died. He absolutely died. Yes, he absolutely died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I am going to. We mentioned how he sold us a great job with writing villain origin stories. And I was very fascinated with both times that this character was uh, brought up uh, in in the two books. And I, as a Dark Side fan, I guess you could say, I want a Lord Mormon. 
I won't be too jealous or too greedy. I'll just say miniseries, but I want to know more. We got a little bit of a of an origin in in Dark, Dark Lord of the Sith, but I want more from that world. I want to know everything there is about his character because I thought he was fascinating and the fact that he still has that much power and kind of it was able to center it. I, I, you know, I, there's a lot of other science, science fiction, you know, Harry Potter sorts of Horcrux elements, the fact that he's got his essence in that mask. But I, I, I want to know all about it. I want to know the, his rise. I want to know why he's, you know, decided to put it into, into the mask. I, I, that's that's an, a character that I, that I want to know more about. So, all right. Well, Charles Soule, we thank you well, on, on behalf of not just the Cosmic Force, but the entire Utini community. We thank you for everything that you ha- have, have provided to the Star Wars fan uh, universe and, and will continue to, to provide because you're, you're knocking it out of the park. And, and it's, it's really awesome to, to, to have you know, your, your talents and the whole High Republic team working on, on things. So for that is going to do it for this show, but a announcement before uh, we sign off tonight for next week's show, since we forgot to do it last last week, we are making the announcement now, and it's in big, bold letters for me to read, read this time. Next week's uh, episode will be a roundtable for the Mutiny at Moncala uh, trade paperback, and that is the, 25th, the Star Wars 2015 line trade paperback number eight. Uh, that's that is Leia there in her amazing hero pose. With, can I, can mean, I throw something a, in here really quickly? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so this was at my request uh, because this is <laughs> one of my favorite volumes of Star yeah. Wars, like ever. Uh, that is my favorite Star Wars comics art ever. That cover there with the hero pose. I love this so much. I can't wait to talk about it. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> exactly. I I have never read this far into. Uh, into the, the 2015 line, I've read. Oh, the, really? I think I've got. I think I've got the first three trade paperbacks over here. In this my is co- like where it gets like really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm gonna have to. My my OCD is gonna have to set aside for a little bit because I can't get all the trade paperbacks leading into that. I'm just gonna have to jump right into it. But I am very excited because Emma, your excitement is so spontaneous about this. I mean. I think this is even leading back to before we even actually had our first show. Like, that's correct. Like the, image, the image of this is in our opening, and, mm-hmm. and that's how long we have been waiting to discuss this book. Yeah, so, that, exactly. is, that is true. I've had a deep love for, for this. Like Since the moment I read it, just something resonated with me so, so much about it. Um, I can't wait for you to read it, Tyler, and, and for everybody out there to read it. Please read it. It's awesome. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's almost, and it's, you know, kind of tied one to one with what some events of a story to happen in Dark Lord of Sith. That's true. So if you read that one, you'll be Even surprised by reason. what you see here. Even more reason to read it. So, yes, uh, that will be next week's episode. So be sure to pick it up at your local comic store or find it on Marvel to, or on, on Marvel Unlimited or Comixology or wherever it is that you get your comics. I'll Make even sure read it to you. you. I'll send you a, a, an audio <laughs> message. I'll read it to you. <laughs> that is our next Patreon goal is Reading Nights <laughs> with Emma, where she uh, leads us through her favorite Star Wars books. But until then... That is going to do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and that includes tuning in right here on every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on YouTube to hear us live. 
You can also visit utini.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe, whether it's Bad Batch recaps or, or uh, comics news or book excerpts. Our news team knocks it out of the park and is always on top of all the latest Expanded Universe news. Uh, we also invite you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord and join in on many of the amazing and fun and positive conversations that we have going on at all times of the day. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. And again, another reminder, we do have a our upcoming Patreon-exclusive event this Friday where Timothy will be asking, uh, hosting a trivial pursuit with our hosts from the Living Force. So there's still time to get in to be able to see that. Uh, a special thank you to OK Endar, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your continued amazing support. Be sure to tweet at the show, at Cosmic Force Show, or at each of us hosts individually. I'm at Ty Rags, Emma is at Irma Jedi 26, Caleb is at Caleb Laminick, and Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Thank you again to my co-host for being with me tonight. Thank you for all of you that are in that were in the chat tonight. And thank you for listening wherever and whenever you are in the future uh, on our podcasting platforms. Uh, until we see everybody next week, may the force be with you. 